welcome to Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. So today, a couple of things I want to go over. Let's start with some positive news. Everyone was a little positive news. But spoiler alert, I got other things to talk about later that may not be so great. But let's focus right now on some good stuff. So no, no, no particular order. Here, here's a couple of things that are relevant to whether you're looking for a job, whether you're looking to get ahead in your career, uh, you want to know what's going on in the economy, stock market. So basically, the U.S. economy um, has been going at a blistering rate of 3.3% in Q4. Inflation has subsided somewhat, even though it doesn't feel that way at all. Retail sales, meaning consumers, families going out and spending, is like on a rocket ship. It's crazy. People are spending, they're maxing out their credit cards, they're doing, they're dipping into their retirement, but they're spending. Think about it. Wherever you go, I don't know about you, but wherever you go, out to eat, to a, to a mall, to a restaurant, to a concert, you know, to a sporting event, packed, packed. Even the bills, you know, for football, you had people showing up there in like blizzard crazy weather. So people are spending, which is good because 70% of the economy is dominated by consumers, meaning you and me and everybody buying stuff and keeping it going. Weekly job claims, you know, unemployment claims have been trending downwards, the lowest since 2022 in September. And the stock market has hit record highs for the Dow and S&P. And, and I wanted to share that because think about it, lately, everybody feels I don't mean to generalize, but I'm generalizing. You know, everybody kind of feels that what's going on here, high inflation, you know, the war between Hamas and Israel, what's going on with the war in Ukraine and Russia, what's going on with, with, with the inflation, is it really coming down? Because I'll just tell you for myself, you know, uh, you know when you go shopping for groceries or you go out to dinner, it is crazy. It crazy expensive. I'll go to the to the person who rings up at the gro at the grocery store, and you know when you just think you bought a handful of stuff and it's like two three hundred dollars, and I'm like, is this real? This is, and they and the 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 person behind the counter usually just shakes her head. That's what everyone's saying. It's it's just it's just so super expensive. So even though the official numbers are saying things are positive and good. I'm not going to say they're lying. I'm not going to say it's BS. I think maybe there's something in between. But it still you know, looks that there are some positive things. So if you're looking for a job, looking to advance your career, you know, there's pos positivity. But this brings me to the next part that you know, I wanted to talk about, which is not as you know, happy, not as fun to talk about. Last year, Let's take the tech sector alone. It was about 260,000 tech professionals. And these are very high paid people. You know, these are people getting paid anywhere from a quarter of a million to a million dollars. Stock options, all that kind of stuff were laid off. And if you recall in mid 2022 and 23, you know, you, you get like Meta and all these companies laying off five, 10,000 in a clip. And it's just nuts. And after a while, you just got used to it that, okay, this is the norm, but it's a crazy norm. Now, towards the mid-end of January, I've seen, we've seen 
a different shift. There's still layoffs. But what I'm finding out is the layoffs are not, you know, these eye-bulging headlines creating, you know, numbers of five, 10,000 people let go. They're like maybe 100 here, 200 there, 50 over there. So it's like, and Google's CEO even said, we left laid off, uh, let's say about 100 or 1,000. I can't recall the exact numbers. Um, but we plan on making future you know, layoffs. And they try to couch it in what Mark Zuckerberg said a year or so ago. Hey, it's the era of austerity. It's cost-cutting. It's belt-tightening. I'm paraphrasing. And we have to be very watchful and mindful of the dollars. And he didn't say, but what happens is that when companies cut jobs, but they don't cut jobs. Let's be honest. They cut people. They fire people. They let go people. We use these terms that try to make it sound like it's, it's, it's normal, but it's not. No, we're, we're ruining someone's life. They're losing their job. They're going to have a hard time. So he mentioned that, hey, this is going to go on. And doing some homework, Citigroup said they're going to lay off about 20,000 people going into 2026. So in other words, they're giving, imagine this, you're working at Citigroup. And for the next bunch of years, they may, they, they're going to get rid of about 20,000 jobs. What, what do you think goes to the psyche of the people who are working at City? And I'm not picking on City. It just happens to be Jane Frazier, the CEO, you know, said, hey, we're, we're cutting costs and we're going to do this over the course of years. And to me, just in my own humble opinion, I think not just City, but Amazon, Twitch, BlackRock, Macy's, uh, Discord, um, let's see, who else? Uh, Wayfair. There's been so many companies, and you really haven't seen it because they weren't huge in terms of the numbers, but they were kind of just picking off, picking off, picking off, picking off people. Um, yeah, Amazon, Google, City, Macy's, Twitch, BlackRock, Discord, Wayfair, you know, and more. So not, not just picking on one. It would be easy if it was just one company doing it because that would be an aberration. But when you see everything from a Citigroup to an Amazon to a Wayfair to a BlackRock to a Twitch to a Discord, that's an array of different sectors, widely different, and they're all doing the same thing. And I'm not saying they collude you know, like uh, like Montgomery Burns on The Simpsons in in, in a conference room. You know, going, <laughs> we're going to lay everybody off, <laughs> and I'm going to be more richer. It's, I think, it's become the situation what we've seen from the pandemic up until now. The pendulum keeps swinging from, let's say, employers in charge. Then all of a sudden, great resignation, employees are calling the shots. Then it switches again to employers, and then it switches again, and it keeps it, the pendulum keeps going back and forth and back and forth. Right now, it seems that the employers have the upper hand. They made all these cuts. Now they're threatened to make more cuts. So what do you think the average worker is going to do? They're going to be scared, right? They're going to be frustrated. They're going to be anxious. They're going to be afraid. They're going to be worried. Imagine if you had to go to work every day worried 
that this is your last day of work. I mean, just, just let that sink in for a second. Think how just effing crazy that is. Think of how inhuman it is, how sadistic that is, that every day you have to worry, with, let's say whether you're in the office or you're at home working remotely or hybrid, that phone's going to ring. You're going to get that email. You're going to get that text saying, hey, we don't need you any longer. That has to wear on you. Now, I would, I, I got to believe these executives, these C-suite executives, CEOs, CFOs, they're not dumb. You know, against popular opinion where we like to make fun of managers and, and, and you know, leadership and, oh, how did they get their nepotism, whatever. Like a lot of them are smart. So they know what they're doing. So this isn't like, oh, I'm a, I'm a dopey CEO. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I don't realize. They realize. They realize. This is exerting their authority. This is showing who's boss. They're not saying it directly, but what other met, met, you know, what other method, what are, what other uh, like thought process could it be that if you're saying I'm going to just keep letting people go on a regular basis, you wouldn't say that to somebody unless you wanted to scare them and frighten them and make them work harder and put in more hours and work late at nights and do whatever it takes. But to me, I think that's a bad judgment. Not because it's not, doesn't seem too ethical. It doesn't seem very empathetic. But it also seems it's going to have diminishing returns. Because if you're the survivor and, and all your, your, your group around you were laid off, they're going to dump more work on you. And you're not going to say, I'm not going to do this work because then you'll get fired. So you assume the other work in addition to your other your own work, and you're going to be afraid to ask for a raise or a promotion because you don't want to get on the chopping block. So now you're going to work more hours under fear with a sort of Damocles hanging over your head at any moment, it's, your head's going to be chopped off and you're out of work. I, I, would, I would humbly suggest it backfires that there's so many reports about American workers being disengaged uh, being, you know, non-productive. There's slights all the time. It used to be on the millennials. Now it's on the Gen Zs. Oh, they don't want to work hard. They're lazy. Is it that they don't want to work hard or they're lazy? Or is it they realize, hey, as a young person, as a young person, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably be the first one to go. I'm going to be the first one that's going to be laid off. You know, you know, last one in, first one out. So, so it's just the opposite effect. So instead of people saying, yeah, I can't wait to get to work. I can't wait to make this happen. I can't wait to, to oh my gosh. I don't know if you hear this, but I still have a landline because I have an old house from the 20s and the wall's like super like concrete and a lot of the lines drop off on the phone. So I got a landline and yeah, I get all these robo calls. So I'm sorry if you heard that and it was annoying, forgive me. Um, so I think what happens, people get disengaged and non-productive because how can you work hard 
and work intelligently when you're just scared and you're worried. And then if you want to find another job, if you're a white collar professional, mid or senior level, we're pretty much in a white collar, what they call rich session, which is like not a great term, but it is, you know, it's, it's being used. And what that means is that, you know, for these college grads, advanced degrees, you know, graduate degrees, MBAs, JDs, what have you. So you have these people who are, who are earning a fair amount of money, but because now these companies are in cost-cutting mode. So even if you want to leave, there's not that many jobs out there. And this is another reason why I think it's so cold-blooded when you have this program of a steady, stealthily, slow-drip layoff because they know that the odds are you may not quit, you may not leave because you don't think you can get another job. Or they're doing this to push you out the door. They want to make your life miserable enough and unhappy enough so that you say, you go home to your spouse, partner, kids, and like, I can't take this pressure anymore. I can't take this anxiety. And what I've seen through 25 plus years of recruiting, this happens. And then what ends up happening too, you come home from work, bringing home with you that, just that tension, that aggravation, that stress, and everybody picks up on it. And then the family dynamic is off because everybody's on like needles and pins. And then finally, maybe the partner spouse says, you know what, just quit. This is not good for your mental health, your emotional well-being, and it's not good for the kids. It's not good for me. It's just too much stress. And then, and then you leave. But then if you leave on your own accord, you're not going to get that you know, severance package. You may not get some of those options and stock grants. And you see where we're going with this. This is this is very insidious. This is very cold-blooded. And what's surprising to me, not that this is happening, because doing this for so many years, it's it's hard to 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 make me say, "Oh my gosh, they're doing this." I'm shocked. What I am shocked about is you don't see the mass media picking up on it. I guarantee you, if you if you watch the news, it's almost like they're all saying the same thing. Hey, we're feeling better about the economy. Hey, we're feeling better about everything. Hey, we're feeling good. And it's almost like coordinated to make it sound happy. Whereas for most people, like, wait a minute, I'm just trying to hang on to my job. I've went through, I bet you the people who are listening here now and listening on, you know, on replay, like how many interviews you went through? It's not easy. How many times did you get ghosted? How many times did you, you never, did you ever get feedback? Did you ever get constructive criticism, how to do better? No, you're just, you're just, just, you're just like a piece of meat, you know? You're just, 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 you know, you're part of the herd and you're just going through until it's your turn to get, you know, to, to get uh, what I don't want to tell happens. And 
it it's it's disturbing because this should be front news. This should be front page news that hey, you know, American workers are just sitting anxiously worried that any minute they could get let go. And I'm not being hyperbolic. Trust me. I'm not trying to over, over, overplay it. If anything, I'm underplaying it. And the reason I want to bring it up, because I know from speaking to people, interviewing people, writing about things, oftentimes folks feel that it's me. I must have done something wrong. Maybe I, I said something inappropriate and, and no one wants to tell me, but I'm kind of being marginalized. You know, maybe maybe, maybe uh, a former boss or manager kind of gave some bad news about you. So then your confidence wanes. You, you don't feel as good about yourself anymore. So then when you go to interview, you have all these thoughts. You know, like, oh, did I do anything wrong? What's going on? That's the last thing a hiring manager wants to hear. They want to hear someone who's excited, who's motivated, you know, who's upbeat. So then you go to interview, you're not feeling your best. So it's, it's this kind of unfortunate cocktail of events that are swirling around. So I know the part that I'm talking about now you may not want to have heard this, but I think in a way you do want to hear it because hopefully this makes you feel that you're not alone. That it's not just you, it's you know, that's happening to. That when you have family gatherings and they ask you, hey, how's work, how's the job, or how's the job search, and you feel like, oh my God, I'm talking about it. At least you could feel, all right, it's not me, this is happening to all sorts of people across the board. And it's just for whatever reason, it's not talked about en enough. And maybe one of the reasons too, it's not pleasant. Like for me, it's not pleasant for me to have to kind of give this insight about, you know, how kind of ruthless it is in terms of just the steady water torture of waiting to, to potentially get laid off. But I feel the value I add by having these LinkedIn lives and podcasts is to sharing from what I'm seeing and hearing firsthand, whether it's good news, bad news, in between news. This way, at least you kind of get it and you know about it. And let me just take a pivot. Now, now that I've kind of brought this up, I think what we have to do now is this. If, if we ever believed in this, you know, we're part of one big family at this company. Yeah, we all play hard together. <laughs> play hard, work hard. You know, we're going to go on this outing. Hey, hey, this is fantastic. You know, we're all part of the team. And I, for the most part, not for every company, but I think for a lot of companies, it's just BS. It's BS. They just say it to make you feel good. Because think about it. If they really cared about you, they really cared about you, would, would companies say, hey, we're going to stretch out layoffs for the next five, six years, or the next year even, or the next six months even? 
Why would you do that to somebody and make them feel miserable? Why would you? We talked on uh, the LinkedIn Live and podcast just the other day with Brittany Peach, who was filming her being fired by two people who had no idea who she was and didn't have any data to support why she's getting let go. There's so many instances such as this. And that's not, we're all part of a family. We're all in together. And think about it. Do you really need to lay off all these people, right? When you look at, at your leisure, do a Google search about how much these CEOs and C-suite executives are earning. Your eyes will fall out of your head. It's ridiculous. You're talking anywhere from a hundred million to a billion plus. It's insane how much money they make. So is it a little weird? Let's take that Brittany Peach person, right? With Cloudflare, Fire, whatever the heck the name is, right? That she was kind of ambushed and fired, you know, over video. Like how much can someone like that make? You know, she was in sales, so maybe it's even commission versus draw or whatever. I'll make up a number, 40,000. So you're going to let go of somebody earning $40,000 and the CEO, I have no idea what Cloudflare CEO is making. So I'll, 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 I'll make it low. I'll say it's $20 million, right? Like, really? Why, why can't you just take a little bit of a hit to your compensation package, your stock option package, your benefits package, and trim that a little bit and just keep some of these people longer? If you really believe we're a family, you know, we're all in together, this is all one big team, like, why would you take all that money for yourself and then just let go of these people? And then as soon as the market picks up, you're going to hire them back again. It's illogical. Either you hire the person because you really want them and you want them for the long run, or don't hire them because you don't feel they're for the long run. Because what ends up happening when you do things like that, it dehumanizes people. You don't do that to a person, to a human being, because it makes them like they're disposable. You know, have, have, you know, drink a beer and then just boop, throw the beer can out. That's like, like not even a second thought. It's like, okay, we needed you because things were hot and we wanted to stack the deck and just in case it got hotter, we wanted to have people, even if you're not doing that much. Oh, but we don't need you now. Goodbye. Callous, right? Cold and callous. So what I would suggest, what you need to do, first thing, I probably drive the point home is that it's not a family. It's not a team. You have to control your own destiny. You have to control your own future. You can't depend on anybody to save you. Now, I am not saying that to be all gloomy. I'm saying that actually to be positive because when you come to the realization that you're in control of your own destiny, it's empowering because then you don't feel my boss, my supervisor, this person, that person has control over what I do. You have to decide, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really go out for myself. And that doesn't mean being ruthless to other people. No, 
It means I'm going to decide what the hell I want with my career, how much money I deserve to make, the company I want to be at, the, 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 the title I should be at. And you go after it and you go after it and you go after it. Understanding that it's going to be transactional. Now, not all the time, but going in, I always rather advise people to prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So this way, if you get, if, if you hit roadblocks, if you hit obstacles, it doesn't floor you because you're like, oh, all right, Jack mentioned, I, this is going to happen. So I'm prepared for it. You want to find out what you want in your career, in your work life. Put it down in writing to make it real. Set up a program how you can achieve your goals. Don't just think about it. Just don't talk about it. Write it down. Because when you write stuff down, it becomes more real. I don't know why, but it does. It makes it feel real. Then have a system in place to keep moving forward towards that ultimate goal. Be prepared that along the way, you're going to get body shots. And it's not going to be easy. Now, sometimes it is easy. A lot of times it's not. But you'd rather be prepared for being hard. You want to also kind of build out a group of like-minded people who could help you. You want to find a good group of recruiters who specialize in your area. You want to find maybe some career coaches, resume writers to help you. You may want to use some AI platforms that can make your job search easier. So you, you, you want to have this holistic plan how to, number one, stay with your job for the time being because you don't want to be unemployed if you don't have to because if you're employed, it buys you time. So you want to do, unfortunately, whatever it takes to stay employed and keep the job. But simultaneously, stealthily, Keep your eyes open for other opportunities. Go for informational interviews. Hit up your friends, family, neighbors, alumni, what have you, to see if they have any job openings they're aware of. Get in touch with recruiters. Do whatever you do, need to do to have people to help you get to where you want to go. For a lot of people who may be introverted or a little shy or awkward, too bad. Too bad. You got to push yourself forward. You, you know, I don't mean to be mean, but there's certain times, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's awkward, you got to do it. I mean, there are a lot of times that say, if I'm doing a LinkedIn live or a podcast like this, would I rather do something more fun and laughing and goofing off, goofing around? Yeah. But sometimes you have to do what you have to do, whether you know, it's not as pleasant as doing something else. So even if you're not comfortable reaching out, do it. Because after a while, after a while, it's, it's, it's like anything else. It's like playing a musical instrument, playing a sport. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more comfortable you get, the less time you could do work at something, you're not going to get better at it. You're going to get worse. And all your competitors who are doing it and trying to get better, they're going to take their to, to the next level and you'll find be, fall behind. So I'll, well, I'll leave you this. There, 
you know, on the positive side, like we spoke at the beginning of, of, of the conversation, you know, there seems to be some, some positives out there, you know, some good things, um, you know, and not only good things, because sometimes things could turn out really horrible, you know, the war in the Middle East could have escalated and all of a sudden we're brought in and all of a sudden our, our kids are being told to sign up in the army. I mean, things can get really bad. You know, China could kind of swoop in on Taiwan and the same thing. Oh, we got to go to war. Things could be dreadful. But right now they're not. They're difficult. They're challenging. This country is going through massive changes, a lot not for the better, but will prevail because we can get through difficult times, either as it relates to your career, you know, our country, all these other things. So what I would suggest, number one, hopefully by sharing that, hey, not everything's bad. There's some good stuff out there. Things could be way worse. Your eyes are open now, if you haven't already, that at the company you're with or another company, it's not a family, it's not a team, and you have to really take control of your own future of what you want to do and go after it. And don't be afraid and don't be shy, even if it's hard, keep plugging away. So I, 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 hope, I hope this was helpful. Um, Chris, anything else I, I maybe should bring up that I didn't bring up? No, let's leave it on a positive note. I think a positive note is this. Sometimes when you look at it and you see the reality of things, it wakes you up. You know, it, it kind of makes you say, wait a minute, life is short. I don't have that much time. I can't just screw around. I got to get things done. I got to make things happen. I can't sit around being boo-hoo-hoo, you know, woe is me. I got to act, take action, take control. And then when you do that, trust me on this, guys, when you do that, that's a great feeling. Even if you, even if you fail, right? Even if it doesn't work out right away, you could look in the mirror and say, I gave it my best. I tried. And know that you tried and you did your best. And that's a good feeling too, because a lot of people don't win right away. Most successful people have huge failures all over the place. They fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. And then they hit big once and twice maybe, and but everything else they failed. So you keep trying. So if the interview didn't work, don't let it get to you. Go on to the next interview. If it didn't work at this company, go to a next company. Keep going, keep trying, keep pushing, keep making things happen, keep knocking doors down because eventually it'll open up. It's a numbers game. And, and the reason I'm saying this, this is not like all bullshit like I'm saying, just 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 coming out of thin air. But think about it. I played th literally thousands of mid to senior level executives over the course of 25 plus years. So I've seen it firsthand. So like, you know, it, this is not theory. This is not from a book. This is not just made up shit. This is like, see it day in, day out, day in, day out. Who wins? Who gets the job? Who gets a promotion? Who gets moved forward? Who makes something happen and who doesn't? And I've, I've been fortunate enough by seeing it firsthand to see these are the things that work. These are things that make sense. And then on top of that, whether you know writing for Forbes and speaking to all these like super ex smart executives, and you know you know who are running huge companies, doing doing a podcast with a blind podcast, speaking to all these very senior tech people, you could start putting together the common denominator, and the common denominator is the will to win. Where you just don't don't put you know don't 
place, you, you, you know, for other people to help and make it happen. You're going to make your own way. You're going to make it happen and you're going to succeed. So I hope that's a good message to walk away with. You're going to do well. Everything's going to come in place for some people. And I've seen this all the time. Some people luck out right place, right time. It all works out. Others, you could be knocking your head against the wall for, for months, for years, and nothing happens. But then there's that break, and it happens, and now all of a sudden, smooth sailing. So I hope this helps. I hope this is kind of a different type of LinkedIn and podcast that's real, that's kind of gritty, that's, that's, that's uh, you know, being honest, no, no BS, no fluff. And, and I hope you appreciate it. I hope it helps. And as always, if you have any questions, you have any need for help. And I know a few people hit up for me and I got to catch up because last week or so, I haven't been doing the, the LinkedIn lives. My whole family and myself were rocked with COVID and the, I don't know, co you know, we test all positive COVID, but it seems just like a flu. So we were kind of just, <laughs> you know, you know, just, just not, not as productive for the last couple of weeks. So for those who reached out and I didn't get back, I don't mean to be rude. I'll, I'll get back or hit me up again and I'll be able to contact you and help out. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, as always, if you have any comments, put it, you know, put it on, on, on the display where, you know, Chris laid everything out. If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, you know, let me, let us know. And uh, I have faith in everybody here. You're going to do well. You're going to succeed. And I will see you tomorrow. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great day. Bye-bye.